I find it odd when I hear people mention the movie and then say that it's anti-man or that it's mm. because I, I I don't get that feeling at all. You see those in you see those individual people that are terrible people, but mm-hmm. it's not because they're men. It's mm-hmm. because they're terrible people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's what it is. It's because they're terrible people. Mm-hmm. And there are even other minor characters that are female that are shitty people or mm-hmm. just, you know, out for their Welcome, folks, to our first ever relevant review. On this episode, we are going to be talking to Debt Racer Chevy and Level Up Pixie about the recently released uh, Bird of Prey. Uh, this movie was released to what could only be called divisive opinions and uh, very wild comparisons and a lot of gatekeeping. And we're basically going to sit down today and discuss if this movie has a feminist agenda or is that a mark against the film or more importantly, is the film even any good? So if you enjoy this show, please do check us out at YouTube, Twitter and Twitch where these shows are recorded live every week and drop us a follow on there and otherwise enjoy the show there will be spoilers in this Mm -hmm. i think we should probably just keep the spoiler alert on the screen for the whole show yeah Uh, yeah nice pink spoiler alert yeah that's beautiful love it right there wow i'm i'm in love with the colors of this show i did not intend for it to be this bright and colorful, but it—it's—it's uh, <laughs> it, 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 it's a nice change from yesterday. Mm-hmm. It's all dark and depressing and, and uh, creepy pastas. <laughs> Just by watching trailers, they can tell the quality of the film. Here's the thing, though, and this is something that a lot of people have been mentioning. It's like, did the trailers do an effective job of promoting the film for you guys? Did you by watching the film? Were ye encouraged to, or by watching the trailers, were ye encouraged to see the film? Uh, no. I I think I remember touching on this on Twitter uh, before seeing it last week. Um, but on the lead up to the release of the movie, I paid little to no attention to the marketing, the trailers, etc. The posters are gorgeous because, like the stream today, they were really colorful and really vibrant. But, um. And I didn't choose to not pay attention. They just didn't leave a lasting impression on me. Um, with with Suicide Squad, that seemed to be very similar in terms of tone and how the movie was marketed. So it, as I said, it, it didn't grab me, and I didn't I didn't sit there and think I need to see this movie. It just seemed like more of the same, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Um, but I did, I did, I knew that I wanted to see it because I'm a nerd. Uh, I love comic books. I love movies. So I thought, right, I don't have any expectation going into this. I don't really care right now. But like I said earlier, it it has allowed me to keep an open mind and just watch the movie and take it for what it is. Um, and I think that worked out really well because I'm here. I loved it. And yeah, I'll probably go and see it again <laughs> at some point. I still haven't hey. decided yet if I'm going to see it uh, a second time. I know that Chevy has seen it twice already. So Yes. 
I have. Um, it's similar to uh, Shauna. I just, I'm, I'm actually on the. Comp- I don't know how you two feel about trailers and stuff like that, but I'm actually the complete opposite of generally what most people like or expect. Um, I don't think that the trailers did a very good job. However. I'm also not a person that watches a movie because of a trailer. I honestly feel like the way the place we are with trailers, it's really hard to get a good kind of engaging trailer unless it's very, very like extreme most of the time. Because a lot of times what ends up happening, and it's very common, um, you get either too much or too little in a trailer. And when I get too much in a trailer, that completely knocks me out of a movie. Mm-hmm. If I already see pieces and I'm one of those people, and this is you know more of a personal like fault of mine than it really has to do with like cinema as a whole. Um, I'm one of those people that I'm constantly working things out in my head. Um, so games, movies, books, I'm constantly just like going, piecing things together. And if you give me a, a little breadcrumb, I'm going to run with it. And if that happens, I might already end up knowing where the movie's going to go before the movie's even gotten there. And then that, you know, to no fault of my own, obviously, I've ruined the enjoyment. I've ruined the movie to myself. And I no longer have the same either passion or excitement that I had. And with trailers, that tends to happen a lot. Um they have so little time. They're what a minute and 30 seconds, two minutes maybe. Um, and they can do what they can do. But a lot of times specifically with birds of prey, there's a whole scene in that trailer that happens that doesn't happen in the movie. And I can't tell you how much that irritates me. I hate. I'm actually not sure which one you're referring to. Now that you mention it, I'm I'm keeping an eye on it here just to see. Yeah. It's very, it's very, very quick. Um, if you want me to tell you exactly where it is, I could tell you exactly no, no, where it is. Yeah, it's continue. so quick. It's just, it's so quick. And I'm just, and it was one of the moments in the trailer that actually left a very lasting impression on me that I was like, oh, okay, I can kind of get a feel for this. And, you know, we'll, we'll go. But I still wanted to go see the movie regardless. I think it probably could have done a much better job of that. But mm. at the same time, I think it's in this weird place of there's only so much they could give out without either ruining what could have been, you know, what's in the content of the movie or going so far out that you would just be either disappointed that it's not as whimsical or fantastical or as extreme as it could be, especially because trailers also do have to be cut down or censored to a certain degree just because a movie has an R rating doesn't mean you're going to be able to have an R rated type of trailer besides like red band trailers. Mm -hmm. I found that that it was actually more fantastical than the trailers let it on uh, to be. Oh, it is. But that's that's what I'm saying. Like you couldn't really, you know, go full ham that way and then watch the movie and be like oh yeah this is totally the same i think the way that they did it was more than good enough could it have been better i mean things can usually always be better but that wasn't my deciding factor at all but you didn't go to see it twice so clearly uh, it did did something (laughs) right (laughs) for me yeah the content of the movie is what made me decide to just go and you know love it especially after this i had already been planning to go watch it again 
And because I normally do that with a movie that I really enjoy, I like to go once, see it from my fresh eyed, doughy eyed look. And then I like to go back and then actually sit there and analyze. Um, because I was, when I was in college many, 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 many years ago, I was in for film. So I love being able to look at things from the technical aspect and looking at how shots are framed, the way that they're done, the way that the movie paces itself and start paying attention to all the other extra little details that maybe uh, I'm I didn't doing, see. I'm doing that right now just as I watch the trailer. Cause like now that I've actually seen the movie, I have context for like these scenes. Right, of and course. It just, it just reminds me of like when this happened and what specifically was going on in that situation when you, you didn't have any context for it before. I'm right. kind of disappointed. There's one thing I wish they had left out of the trailer, and it's Canary using her ability. Yeah, because... so it's funny because some of the trailers do that, but there's that's the thing is some some of the trailers that were leading Ooh. up to the movie didn't have that, but there are some trailers like the one you were pulling up that had that part. Uh, so you know, it also could be like a regional thing where because mm -hmm. on the ones that I saw, that part was not in the trailers that I saw. Interesting at all. So it, it could be a region thing. It could be a, you know, early thing where, you know, nowadays we have, I wish we would just have one trailer. Yeah. Well, Rather than yeah. having like first looks and teasers and stuff like that. And the, te it, the, the, the you get the teaser trailer and then the trailer trailer and then the teaser mm. movie uh, yeah. TV slot trailer and then the second teaser movie. Uh, uh, and yeah, then the the tie-in mm. comic and the... <laughs> yeah, I make an effort to watch, like, one trailer. And then if I know... Because I'll already know from a trailer or if I if I know what the movie is going to be about and I've been expecting it, whether I want to see it or not. Um, sometimes that changes, like, in this case. But um, I feel like if you watch too much um, promotional material and trailers, you basically watch the entire thing. You know, there's no element of surprise there. I Especially think... with comic book movies, I find that we're just given so much to try and entice ticket sales, at least in my experience. I think it depends on the company. Uh, Sony were re re famously bad for this when they did trailers for Amazing Spider-Man 2. They showed mm. over 35 minutes of footage yeah. from the movie. That's like... <laughs> That's like one quarter of the whole movie. There was there was nothing left at that point. To, <laughs> yeah. To basically, you might as well just given us the whole movie for free. Right. And at that point. but then you have like Marvel, who really knows who, who. To me, from my experience, Marvel has never gotten it wrong. Uh, mm -hmm. They always show just enough. Yeah. And often they show so little that you have no idea what the movie is actually going to be go about going into it. Like mm -hmm. a good example of that would be the winter soldier where all the footage they just showed was like cap talking to the captain and being captain America. And like you thought it was going to be like a hero story about cap and all that. And then, and then you get all this crazy stuff that happens throughout the movie, like Nick Fury dying and him going on the run. And there was absolutely no hint of any of this, uh, in the trailers itself, unless you like really, 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 uh, what's the word I'm looking for? 
What's the word I'm looking for here? Um, like what? Like sieve through the the trailer with a fine tooth comb. Yeah, pick through, pick through it. Um, yeah, that's that's that's. I'm I am not a a Marvel person by any means. Like I like some properties, but for me, all all of those movies, like I I totally understand why people like them. I just I never could get into hardly any of them. And for me, it's it's funny that you mentioned that that you feel like they give you just enough. See, I still feel like they give me too much. But I know that for me, that's probably just a personal thing. Mm. Um, like with things like Infinity War, Endgame, and even all the movies leading up to that, I. I don't know why. I just always felt like I knew exactly what was going to happen going well, here's into those the thing, movies, the Infinity... and I never could like enjoy it, which sucked because I I wanted to. I just I couldn't. The Infinity War trailers were intentionally deceptive. Mm-hmm. They they were showing stuff like that did not happen in the movie. Oh no! Of course. And they like even changed around the order of the gems on. Thanos's hand just so you wouldn't actually know where everything was going to happen like what I thought was going to be like a starting movie or mid movie scene ended up being like the final battle of the whole movie yeah. and who yeah, here which, I mean, it, who, could, it could be that way yeah who here tossed that like that was going to happen at the end of the movie uh, did you pick my, I mean, you guys weren't there to see my reaction, but trust me, I... <laughs> I, I imagine tissues were required. Uh... I, I think I was... I think it took me a full week to really process the entire thing. I was in a sense of mourning. <laughs> Mr. Stark, is I... Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I don't feel but, okay, um, Mr. Stark. Is I, 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 I feel like... <laughs> I, I, I don't want to dwell on Marvel too much because again that's not why of we're course. here today but I feel like as an example um, Michael you said that they just show enough and I agree and I, I feel like a lot of the time the, the amount of promotional material and trailers and whatever it might be you, you tend to get from a studio can sometimes be telling um, because I feel like in, in Marvel's case like the, Feige and uh, the, the MCU they, they have so much faith like they know that they're doing something right and they know it's going to work um and i feel like they in a way know what we need and what we need to see whereas i feel like in situations like this they may be making an attempt to oversell a movie if that makes sense i feel like they Um, undersold this film uh that's the no, problem. I mean, like, I mean, like, um, I think it, she means like, in oh, in general, general yeah, yeah. In general, yeah. I, I feel like a lot of the time you're given promo trailers and teasers, etc., to just push as much content out there as possible, um, so that as we've discussed, like, you're encouraged to see the movie. But Marvel is Marvel, you know what I mean? They 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 know that they don't need to do that at this point, um, but I don't I don't think. I think they're the exception. The thing with this, these trailers, uh, even just watching them now, is it's not that they don't what they show specifically. It's these trailers to me lack the unique energy of the film, mm. and that's what I feel is really missing from them. You don't like. I was just expecting this to be like its own kind of weird, different thing, but it took a lot of the stylings from Suicide Squad. Like that's with, what had me nervous. Yeah, personally. But they didn't show that in any of the trailers. Uh, mm. They didn't really highlight that that kind of quirky, like off the wallness, is going to be there. I mean, 
it, it's kind of obvious when you think about it, considering it's a movie about Harley, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you expect that level of craziness, but they don't really show that in the trailers. And mm-hmm. when I went in and saw the film and they just had these amazing, funny, hilarious cuts and the little graphics and Harley monologuing in her head, I was like... Yeah, I, I I'm here for this. This this mm-hmm. this this works for me. So yeah, they they definitely. Le- I think unfortunately they had to learn with Suicide Squad how not to mm. monologue or introduce characters because I think that was one of the main criticism for a lot of people was that it just got pushed so fast that it was just name title. Here you go. Okay, now moving on. You know there was no. It was context a mess. To- you know, there was no context whatsoever other than name, picture, 30-second clip of what this person is, and now let's carry on. Whereas here, they took that, they decided, okay, we this was not the way to do it. It, w- it didn't either gel with audiences or it didn't work in the terms of the film, and they took it. I like, I, like I said, I like the suicide aesthetic. Now, there's a lot of other things wrong with that movie besides that. I like that, and I think that's probably what hurt the film is that a lot of people from the trailer, it feels like that aesthetic. Yeah. So if you only have that to go off of, your initial reaction might be to avoid it because it's not something, you, you know, because it, it, it could have the same you know, effect that uh, Suicide Squad had where people felt like who were either didn't know the subject material of that time were expecting like more Joker or more of other characters and they didn't really get that in that movie. And then that disappointment factor comes mm-hmm. into it, which I think is something else that just hurt that movie of just how blatantly, um, I guess, either cut wrong or misrepresented in the way that it was giving you with trailers of giving you this idea or presenting you with the idea that you're going to see more of this, this, and this, and you totally didn't get that. You got something completely different. So when you're there and sitting there, you're like, wait, hold on, hold on. I thought this was going to, I guess not. I guess we're here now. I I definitely love the energy of the movie though. It's perfection honestly for her character specifically it gels just exactly like it needs to we will definitely we will definitely get onto that in in a bit uh i don't think any of us are disappointed by the lack of joker no no i i think it's supposed i think anyone that was going into it doesn't understand that this taking place has to be i mean even in the title it is her emancipation, emancipation even, yeah. even if you had, you know, the very little mention of it that was there. Um, I think it's perfect because this is supposed to be about her, not mm-hmm. about them as a whole, not them as a team, not them as whatever it is. It's her. That's the whole point. It's her finding her own strength, finding her own voice, finding her own purpose. And, and and the other ladies, of course. Uh, yes, of it's course. very it's it's not just her emancipation. It's uh, uh, the emancipation of all of them. Their their yes. freedom from uh, the things that are, the bad things that are affecting their lives and causing them to suffer. Uh, which some people, if I to make a little segue here, which some people have perceived as being a uh, 
an anti-male message uh, that it's basically saying like men are evil and uh, women are good and that's all the movie is trying to say and there's no depth to it, there's no subtlety uh, and that as I put in my title it's a feminist agenda to mm. try and push a specific uh, sort of message um, what do you guys think about the whole attitude that's kind of been surrounding uh, the movie from certain divisive uh, uh, portion of the viewers where do we even start I... I... actually let's start at the beginning we're going to talk about feminism here so to you, what what do you define as feminism, basically? Um, simply put, it's celebrating women, the ce- the celebration of, of women. Um, I don't like to overcomplicate it or define it any further than that because, uh, one, I don't want to like marginalize this, another group as a result, and two, I know there are a lot of misconceptions and stereotypes when it comes to feminism, so mm-hmm. I mean, I, th- I feel that if you define it as the celebration of women it's it's to the point and it it gets gets my idea across so keep it simple basically yeah basically what about yourself chevy um i i mean i honestly couldn't have said it better myself i i actually have a very unique um well not unique like period but unique to myself um idea of feminism simply because there was a very long time um like a period of my life uh where I was much younger where um I was always very like you know tomboyish and I was very a guys gal kind of thing so there was actually a lot of um very internalized uh just hatred towards uh girls that I deemed like pretty or uh, more yeah, yeah. Uh, put together. Um, that was definitely a, a, something I had to learn that I was doing to myself, not that anyone was doing to me, um, feeling like I had to draw this arbitrary line. Um, and growing from that and understanding that, because at one point I know I had said, I'm sure probably years ago on one of my tweets, I had actually stated that I, I, I wouldn't, I couldn't, or wouldn't call myself a feminist because it wasn't something that at that point I truly believed. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I've gotten older, I understood this is something that is needed. It's something that's important. And to step back from the idea that I had that I'm, you know, that what is that concept of being the guy's gal or not that Tomboy, kind of girl. Yeah. Or whatever and now as I've gotten older I've been able to understand that those two things are still a part of me and I can still have those two things merge regardless I can still have uh, myself you know wearing my sports or gaming or whatever t-shirts and wear makeup and feel pretty and artistic for myself not for any particular reason and do that but celebrating women uplifting women I think it's, it's a perfect way of being able to just present that to someone of this is exactly what it is. And I, I find it odd when I hear people mention the movie and then say that it's anti-man or that it's, mm. because I, I, I don't get that feeling at all. You see I. those in, you see those individual people that are terrible people, but mm-hmm. it's not because they're men. 
it's mm-hmm. because they're terrible people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's what it is. It's because they're terrible people. Mm-hmm. And there are even other minor characters that are female that are shitty people or mm-hmm. just, you know, out for their own or whatever. So it it doesn't I, I'm not sure why it gets that message across. It it could be one I of those think, things where I think the, you do. I just think you want to have like more faith in people. Uh, I mean, you, you're probably right. I do understand why it would be the case. It's probably it's probably a mixture of people that don't want to see the movie, don't care to see the movie, but want to dissuade other people from watching the movie um, just because it will get, um, you know, the reaction that you expect, which I feel is so disappointing because I want movies, books, whatever. I want the general public individually to make a decision about what it is mm-hmm. that's something if it resonates with them or not for better or for worse and that might be such a very like you know lollipop kind of view of like oh i just want the world to be good no i understand that there will be shitty people who like it there will be shitty people that don't like it there will be good people that like it there will be good people that don't like it but i want people to be able to make that decision for themselves rather than having somebody make that decision for them because there was a lot of as you said decisiveness of people being excited and overjoyed that the movie didn't hit a certain money cap right because that's all we really care about nowadays it seems of whether or not it broke a record for the weekend or whatever and I felt sad because I don't feel the movie I don't think the movie needed to make that many but purposely targeting it for whatever preconceived notion you do have um, just seemed so wrong. Like you're you're trying to crusade this idea of, you know, expression and speech, but at the same stroke, you're doing the exact same thing that you're trying to say you don't want people to do. That is a very thorough answer. <laughs> I think you've basically <laughs> just left us like... Okay, where do we go? From, where do we go from there? Um, I think Midori made something really uh, made an interesting comment there, where she says that I wonder if we are just separating ourselves even more uh, with this kind of like labeling instead of building more walls. Perhaps I haven't seen the film yet, so can't really comment on it. Um, I was going to ask you, uh, Pixie, how did you perceive the movie? Did you feel like there was any sort of like male hating agenda in this film not at all i mean shelly has said it perfectly um bad people are going to be bad people regardless of their gender or how they identify and simply put this movie is just an opportunity to see a bunch of women kicking ass that's that's it i mean that's if you can't at least appreciate that for what it is um without having a preconceived notion of what you expect the movie to be, then you're not going to be able to enjoy it. Especially if um, you haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. But I know for me, it was really, I, again, I had absolutely no expectation given my comic book knowledge and what I what I didn't know. But um, I just really enjoyed sitting there and watching these women do awesome things um, because it's, it's not something you, you typically get to see nowadays, so I just enjoyed it for what it was, to be honest. Um, 
And I feel that like that opinion, you know, the, the feminist agenda opinion was going to be attached to the movie no matter what. Uh, whether it was good, whether that it was bad. That is a very good way of phrasing um, us, yeah. Whether it was good, whether it was bad, regardless of the themes it chose to explore or how the movie turned out, it was always going to happen, um, to some degree at least, which is fine because, I mean, people are entitled to their opinions. But again, women uh, were kicking ass here. So I, there, in my opinion, there was nothing to dislike about it. I obviously, as a, as a woman, I cannot have. As a woman, as a man, I cannot have your perspective on this the same way you do because I do not have the same uh, kind of experiences that you've had. Uh, but to me, it didn't feel like it was like attacking me. It didn't mm -hmm. feel like it was a, a saying that men are horrible and. You should never trust them and you can only trust the women and blah 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 because that's simply not what happens in the film like you said mm -hmm. yourselves uh the main character turns on one of the characters and basically admits well maybe i'm a horrible person then and it, it requires some like serious like mind fucking of her own to really like sit down and say okay I can't do this. I cannot just leave this kid uh, to die. I have to do something. It's and the main character is basically admitting that she's she she was no better than the, than the people that the movie is presumably uh, claiming mm -hmm. to hate. And of course, yes, the main villains are men. Uh, they are in most films because female villains just don't work that often for whatever reason whether it's because writers don't know how or whatever whether a male character is more imposing i don't know that's that's a whole other topic uh, uh the villains often are men and these are established characters from the books so mm -hmm. it's not like they picked them out of nowhere there aren't that many female now that i think of it, there aren't that many female batman villains uh even the ones that are villains are kind of like villains in the loose sense of the word like poison ivy yeah. and uh harley and catwoman and i actually can't think of any more are there any other uh talia talia al ghul that's that's there's, any others there's, there's usually a few more like having what the problem that happens with batman is usually a lot of the villains end up being uh <laughs> people that he has relationships with or <laughs> things like that is usually how that ends up going with Batman at least with the early iterations there's a few like characters that go that have like maybe a couple you know like a, one series really quickly with him but then it goes back to just being the same you know being Selena or being Harley or being which actually it's funny because Harley in more recent has become less of a villain-esque character and more of an ally yeah this whole like emancipation thing it's not a new arc for her like in the comics she's, she's been doing yeah. this for a couple of years now where she like gets away from the joker and you have like poison ivy especially uh nurturing her and looking out for her and i always thought that was like adorable back in the animated series of that when, relationship 
Yeah, great... when they took her from just being like Joker's like joke girl, and actually like we're like wait a second, this is kind of fucked up. Uh, and who who could we team her up with that would be nurturing? And of course, there's the the, the flower lady whose li- entire life is literally about nurturing and nurturing. Yeah. Uh, m- I love them motherhood for nature uh and taking uh, seeing she saw what was messed up in ivy or in harley and tried her best to steer her on the right path and well if, if that's a feminist message well hoo-ha cool did Let's... either of you catch the reference to ivy in the beginning sequence i completely missed that it was awesome. It was you. Would, <laughs> it was a blink and you would miss it moment. Yeah, great. Enlighten me because I've heard that it was there, but I keep forgetting like what it's. It you've seen it twice. <laughs> you probably remember better than I do, but it was. That she probably opening. saw it the first time, like immediately. <laughs> I did. I screamed. Opening animated sequence where she's like um, talking through her relationships and basically talking about her past and emancipating herself and there's just it, I think it was like a slot machine animation or something of like type and yeah. um poison ivy just pops up as it's scrolling through the yeah uh, scrolling I completely miss that it's right? very very yeah quick. it matches her up uh, it pairs them off for a brief second or two which was really nice so before yeah, like can... when she's talking about it's it's basically the very beginning scene where you're where she's talking about and I've had my heart broken and it you know mm. keeps like Aww. sliding through the different ones you'll see yeah. Pamela there and then it'll change to it it's very quick and I looked at it and I was like ah it's Pamela <laughs> <laughs> and he's like huh and the second time I had to show him a uh, Midori <laughs> looked like they had a question of I was going to get is... to that in a second okay. yeah um. <laughs> I was just going to say, I kind of hope that in the future, in whether Suicide Squad or uh, Birds of Prey 2 or whatever, that we actually get a... We actually get to see Ivy in some context because I think that would be a really good relationship to see on screen. You're covering like multiple bases there, uh, like a gay relationship, uh, friendship between two girls who are like fastly different kind of like mindset you got the pretty girl and the crazy girl and it shows that those kind of people can actually be friends and you can be completely different from each other and still have like a a, a good meaningful uh bond with each other and looking out for each other that kind of thing and i think that's a that would be a great message to bring across in these films and it definitely would be uh, to teach people who may be in the kind of circumstances that harley might be in but like more realistic of course they're not they're not they weren't dating a psychotic clown hopefully (laughs) (laughs) so yeah Midori made a really good comment there and I will leave this to ye uh, ladies to answer Uh, I have a question is it making an unrealistic view or message women aren't like that in real life they are strong women but in a different way I think Totally, I think it's totally realistic, and it said, "Sorry to cut you off." No, it's there fine. Was, Go ahead. When when they put that thing, I was like ready because there is one scene in particular that I identified with so quickly um, that it it almost made me like it almost made me cry. How how 
immediate that connection was for me um, because something that I haven't talked about very much is when I was in my early teens, I actually was in a fairly controlling and abusive relationship. Um, and there were a lot of parallels in that scene when she's talking with, it's very early in the movie when she's talking about how, you know, she's broken up, how she's trying to deal with it. And they're right outside the taco, you know, Mexican food place. And they're, they just a gaggle of girls talking about, oh, well, don't worry. Like, they're going to get back together. It's no big deal. It's just one of those things that they do. And she's standing there listening to them. It's like, yeah, of course she is. She's just going to go back because she's still wearing that necklace. Don't worry. Some mm -hmm. people just aren't meant to do that. The feeling Stock of that, Stockholm syndrome. The feeling of that was crazy because it really, really felt true to life because I had been in that situation before where I did everything that Harley did where I justified his actions. I justified it to myself. I justified it to his friends and seeing that there were other women who you would think inherently would understand or be supportive or even just, you know, not knowing the ins and out of whatever your relationship is to just go immediately to, wow, look at how pathetic she's being or wow. Like this is how you're allowing yourself to treat yourself. Um, was true to life the way that Renee felt being in a profession dominated by men, how no matter what she was doing, she still had to somehow do more to be at the same to level, the same or level. Get the same recognition as but the know, interesting anyone thing else. The interesting thing about that section is like, uh, it's actually a woman at the end of that section that ends up being the one that screws yeah. her over. Mm -hmm. so there you go. It wasn't a guy saying like, the, the guys yeah. have already screwed her over. They're already up to the top of the ladder. Now here's another woman who wants to get up the ladder and is competing with her too, which is also a thing that happens where yep. women like will yeah. kill each other to climb the ladder just the way men will. It's it's definitely not, uh, but mm -hmm. the, the men have more opportunities, unfortunately, because those professions are already heavily dominated by uh, uh, men. Yeah. Right. Whether rightfully or not, that is uh, is another question. But uh, Midori said it after reading that says that she's very anxious to see the film now. Uh, also, we just got a big raid from a bunch of people. Uh, just waffling. We're currently discussing the uh, Birds of Prey movie. So if you haven't seen it, big warning: there will be discussions on the film. Uh, thank you guys for coming in. This is a little different, probably not what you were expecting. Probably expecting just some video games or something, but uh, yeah, this is this is what we're doing. We're sitting down and discussing feminism on Twitch because that's never going to cause any drama or problems. Um, <laughs> so, Pixie, uh, I would love to hear your thoughts on Midori's question as well and how you perceived... I can understand um, where someone might be coming from if they think that it's unrealistic, but I think another important thing to remember is this is a comic book movie. Um, and I feel like even though these women are in situations that are really like 
over the top and kind of flashy and not really akin to what we experience in real life there are still going to be um, character traits and situations and things that we can take away and relate to on a personal level um, so even though what you see on the screen might not be directly relatable I think you can still empathize with these characters in a lot of ways um, are you telling me all your friends don't dress like Harley <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was so, just me, but clearly not. Uh, I, yeah, her I, costuming was great. <laughs> <laughs> I I wouldn't say it's unrealistic because I, I I feel like for me I know going into it that I'm about to experience something that I'm that's like fantastical. And yeah, just, it, yeah, it's it's not fantabulous. Yes, I'm, <laughs> I'm suspending my disbelief. Disbelief, yeah. Watching a comic book movie. Um, so I know that I'm not going to be able to directly correlate that to my life. But as I said, I can still see, but I'm a woman and I can still relate to um, the themes that are explored, whether it's literal or not. Yeah. For me, uh, based on the experiences of just women I've known and uh, things that they've personally told me or things that I've like experienced through their own lives, I found like a lot of what they went through is stuff that I've like seen women talk about a lot like things like uh, going back to people that you don't you shouldn't go back to people who because you feel like you have no other options that kind of thing uh, putting in all the hard work and not getting uh, just rewards for it uh, can't say I personally know anyone who's had their entire family murdered in front of their eyes and went on a villainous uh, vigilante rampage like Batman personally I don't know about you guys do you know anyone who's had that kind of a personal experience not the vigilante part but the other part the oh one, yeah. okay that, that's, that, that went really dark no. I apologize uh, <laughs> you should tell her to try out the vigilante thing it might work um, and just how do you get through those experiences and that's not something you see in these movies and it's not experiences I can relate to but I can admire the the writers I feel like the writers uh, I feel like the writers were channeling a lot of their own personal experiences uh, I know that Margot and the main writer whose name I can't recall right now were there was a lot of like back and forth between those two she was basically you might as well have a like a writing a yeah. credit because she, she was so involved in developing the character and if there's one thing like a lot of people also say that the, the, it's not accurate to the comic books I completely disagree I, they may not look the same but that is that is Harley Quinn yeah she's more Harley Quinn in this movie than she was in freaking uh, Suicide Squad she has the voice down perfectly it only kind of came out a little in Suicide Squad but here it's there all the time she mm. she embodies her her yeah. quirks and things her like quirks that. and oddities worth. and like I, I can't believe they put in the hyena the the hy hyena the hyena is I'm was, just mad that she named him Bruce instead of having two named Bud and Lou, but that's uh, me. <laughs> yeah, Bud, Bud and Lou. Uh, 
two hy- hyenas would probably have been too much for the budget, yeah. to be honest. Uh, <laughs> for sure. They probably could have only afforded one because that was clearly not a real animal. It was... Uh, obviously. You, obvious, <laughs> obviously. I'm half blind, so trust me, sometimes I have trouble uh, telling the difference. Uh, according to Red J, Pixie likes to dress up like a bat and beat up criminals. Are there any... Is there any <sighs> truth to these rumors, Pixie? I've been exposed. What can I tell you? Do you you, you have a code name? Pixie Girl or? Um, no. (laughs) Pixie Girl doesn't sound particularly terrifying, to be honest. No, it doesn't sound too intimidating, does it? Pixie Woman, uh, (laughs) level up girl. She gets more powerful the more people she defeats. Uh, That kind of works. (laughs) There we go. There's, There's your something. new comic There's... book persona. There you go. Yeah. There you go. There's something. Work Send that out. to Marvel. They make you loads of money. Oh, um, yeah. Marvel are actually doing a really cool initiative right now. It's called Make Me a Hero, where they'll take like normal everyday people and just give them the opportunity to create a character in their head, and they'll basically draw it and turn it into a real superhero. It's a, uh, uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, mild tangent there. Oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, not enough birds of prey in a birds of prey movie that's my criticism other than that it was a lot of fun with some cringy scenes but it's a cheesy comic book movie have fun i know i didn't think there was any cringy scenes in this film did he nothing stands out to me as being like particularly cringy to me i Uh, mean it really depends that that's the only issue i would have with a word like cringy is what is your own personal definition of cringy? Mm. Is it something that personally makes you uncomfortable? Or is it more... I think sometimes we use the word cringy in place of the word... Um, emotionally uncomfortable. <laughs> like out of place. Whether yeah. it's emotionally, physically, or just for the story's sake. Like were there some things that could have been cut? I mean, I guess. But to to outright say that it's just... ah. It's there. I, if if anything, there's some scenes that make me wince because of the R rating, which I love. Though I love having that feeling. Her in the club is one of those where I was just like, oh, "Okay, that just happened." <laughs> like, geez, <laughs> that's gonna over here. Stay with Ar- me for a little bit. Over here in Ireland, it only got a 16s rating. Uh... Yeah, Sam here. So well, yeah, we're in the same country, game. Pixie. So uh, yeah, I know the I know the UK ratings are. Oh yeah, I guess good point. You have different ratings. Wouldn't it be like fifteen for you guys? It's fifteen for us, yeah. Yeah, so that's actually a rating down from what you got. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't feel like it should have been an R. I didn't feel like there was anything in the movie that like particularly warranted an R rating. Besides the villain being blown up into like chunks at the, right Which at the end. Which was completely. <laughs> it was kind of dumb. I won't lie. It's yeah, like, I. <laughs> anyone I who's love, a comic book. I think I love how silly that was, though. Yeah. I think at that point, because <laughs> I was just enjoying myself. It was as, really as, silly, as, but I just expected more from that moment and that scene, and then it was just over, which I didn't really gel with. To I be honest, think, I think that's kind of what they were going for, mm. though. Like. If for those who are fans of the comics, they know like that Black Mask's mask eventually gets like stuck to his face and he like can't take it off, kind of like Red Skull, and it becomes like a part of him uh, instead of just being a mask. And I think they were kind of pl- trying to play against that expectation somehow. 
and be like, oh, he's dead. Yep. Mm, Job's done. Let's go home. But (laughs) you can definitely argue that it wasn't like perfectly. uh... What was I trying to say? Um, I feel like it wasn't quite as well paced as it could have been. They kind of just like, there should have been a little more to it, a little more like tension. Right. But yeah, it was a beautiful I, looking scene, though. I loved the pier. I yeah. thought it looked great. And the idea of, like, having so much trouble seeing them was a cool kind of, like, setup. But it kind of just, like, yeah, just, poof, he's dead. See ya. Bye. We're free now. Uh, did you guys have any criticisms of the film? Like, I don't want to feel like we're just trying to, like, right. be, like, blind fanboys here and just... Uh, well, like... T- I expected like, more. Sorry, go ahead. No, go oh, ahead, sorry. Pixie. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I this kind of ties in uh, to what Jem mentioned. Um, I expected more camaraderie earlier in the movie, um, and I guess this kind of ties in with why cinemas have chosen to retitle it. Um, I expected more birds of prey. I expected more of a team up and more of a sense of teamwork um, much earlier. Uh, but uh, other than that, not really, to be honest. Um, I don't feel like I come from the same... I'm, I'm not able to approach the movie in the same way, um, given that I don't really have much background knowledge. But again, it, it just but seemed that, to be... Go uh, ahead. To me, I think that's a good thing. Like. We mm. always talk like, uh, does it really have to be comic accurate if it's a good movie? Mm. Like, nobody's complaining about the Joker not being comic accurate. <laughs> and that's not even remotely comic accurate. It's just like it's, the Joker is its own completely different thing that takes like the essence of the Joker and just makes its own like Elseworld kind of story about it. And why are we now suddenly concerned about comic accuracy with this film? Mm. It's it's a good movie as long as it's a good movie i think that's all that matters uh i just expect like i i loved all of these characters and i wanted to learn more about them and i don't feel like we got enough of that i mean there is a runtime you can only do so much in two hours um so i can at least appreciate that they left it open in a way that sort of made you think, okay, they're going to be going somewhere with this. There might be a sequel, but as I said, there wasn't there wasn't um, enough of a team up aspect to it than I anticipated. I do agree with you for the most point. Uh, I think most of the characters were well served, but two in particular were were underutilized, and that's uh, Huntress and. Uh, Cassandra, even though Cassandra's mm. in the movie a lot, I don't feel like they actually really did anything with her. Mm. And but I felt like Renee, uh, Canary, Di- Dinah, and Harley got had had a really good balance of uh, actual development and right. uh, build up, but it was let down by the other two kind of being underutilized, especially Huntress. We needed more of Huntress because <laughs> the the comedic approach to her was actually pretty hilarious. It's let's take let's take the whole Batman cliche and just have a good fucking laugh at it. It's like this is my family was murdered and I got revenge and I am the the. She never gets to yeah, yeah. say her name. It was beautiful, and then when she finally does, it's like 
it just fizzles out like it's so, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's definitely. I think for me the the thing that I really wanted more was I definitely wanted more of that team up and I did want it faster or at least I wanted it to last longer um throughout the film like I don't even remember exactly what the runtime was but I it was I just under it. 2 hours I think yeah, yeah. I, I wanted it even adding 20 more minutes you know maybe would yeah. have been able to give me the the kind of want and desire that I wanted cuz that's where I felt at the end, I was left wanting more in a good and a bad way where I was like, mm, I wanted just a little bit more, you know, um, to to go that way. Um, I did want to answer something that Red J had said, which was talking about how some of them were too overreactive, that suggesting every man and even the two attempting uh, indecency without consent. Um, that is just, it's not needed and it makes people uncomfortable. I think it was completely needed because I feel that at that point up into the movie, you, she's talking about the fact that you get to see a little bit more into the psyche of why she's staying with him, even though she knows that she's not she shouldn't be with him, that it's not a good relationship, that it's not a good dynamic. But the protection that it offers her, the immunity that it gives her, how stripped away it becomes and how just unforgiving it can be. Because at that point in the whole scene of the club, she's doing just whatever she wants. And it's not just for her. It's it's also character building for Canary because they have the conversation of, well... You know what a harlequin is. Without a master, I don't really I can't I can't do anything. I'm not I'm just this lost little puppy and you know, that's it. And she rebuffs her and it's like, Well, I don't know who you're talking about, but you're not talking about me because that's not the situation that I'm in, you know, and as that interaction happens, does it does it maybe linger a little too long? Maybe, but it, I, I feel it gets the point across that she's completely without any protection, period. There is no one. And even in that moment, I was I I was doubting myself to a to a little degree of is Canary actually gonna help her? Is she really gonna just walk away? Because it could be very easy for her to just continue to walk away and go about her day. And she makes the conscious decision that even though this person is terrible. And I don't like her. And she sucks. I still don't think that the fate that is happening to her in this moment is something that should happen to her. Whether it's, you know, something indecent or just her being tortured or killed. Because at that point, that's what it seems everyone in the movie is out to do. Is take basically a pound of flesh for what she may have inadvertently done to them. Or, you know, purposely done. Um, and for the rating, I... I, maybe I'm alone in this, but I like that it was R. I don't think it could have pushed as far. Like, I don't think it being R means that it has to be just one F-bomb and, like, that's it or whatever. I, I think it's, frankly, I think our rating here in the States is very silly when it comes to movies like it's, that. It's way too tame. It's like, I, I'm not bothered by the so, fact that, sorry, Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not bothered by the fact that it was an R movie. 
I just yeah. feel like there wasn't enough content to justify it being an horror right. movie. I feel like they should yeah. have maybe upped it a little more. And uh, There's one scene in particular that I think I like. I think if it were a PG-13, at least it's a little di- bit different because you two are in a different country and your ratings are a little different. Where us, you know, the joke is always the one F-bomb pushes it from being pg Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's very, there's no in-between, you know, it's just for kids of all ages below or, you know, Deadpool, right? That's It's always those, like, extremes. Um, but I don't think it really was as much of a detriment. Could they have gone further? I would have liked to. Um, it would have made sense. But I think the way that it was framed... I don't think it was the worst decision that could have been made, particularly with one scene that I really love um, with. I'm sure most people could have been like, oh, you could have changed that scene completely. But in my mind, at least the way that I've built it up, I think of it as such a fun way. And it's the entire sequence of her being in the police station. Oh, my God. That's probably the best scene in the whole movie. So. In my mind, right, she's shooting the beanbags and she's shooting the party poppers. I like to think of that entire sequence. And to me, it makes sense this way because I asked my husband after the second viewing once I was watching, I was like, do you realize that they're all still afraid of her, even though she's shooting beanbags and she's shooting (laughs) party poppers and the smoke? She's Harley freaking Quinn. I was like, what if... That whole sequence, right, is just us seeing it from her head, but she's actually just actually killing them. I never actually considered that. That's a really good take, yeah. Because the way that their body language is, if you realize the the cops are still very afraid, they've already noticed that she shot beanbags. If that's what she was doing, I'm pretty sure beanbag doesn't cause a person to like spiral around like the way they did. In, yeah, like... there's a lot of there's a lot of beautiful scenes in there that give me that idea. Specifically, one where she's um, like when she's saying like "Ren Piggy" and she shoots, and then. <laughs> bumps into one of the newer doors and she sprays the paint and it splatters onto the window. I'm like, once I saw that, I was like, yeah, there's no way she's not like, this movie just got a lot darker. I was like, she's totally (laughs) doing it. And I feel it's justified, at least in my head, because she does. I feel like that's her coping mechanism because it happens again. Similarly, when she is getting, slapped and beat up by him and she goes into her whole diamonds are a girl's best yeah. friend remix and she's putting herself into a situation where this is my zone this is my happy place. her safe space whole, yeah yeah that whole sequence to me made it feel like that could they have gotten it and made it more you know intense i think so but i think i like the fantabulous way that they go about showing it because Mm. in her mind she's not doing you know in her mind at that point she's not doing anything wrong she's just doing what she needs to do and it's fabulous it's colorful it's pretty it's fun you know and that's very and that is the essence of harley Mm -hmm. can i ask you the you guys a somewhat controversial question uh it ties into what we're discussing here um and you're talking about like how who is it it was uh 
uh, Red J was talking about, you know, can you fucking not, like, should we actually approach this subject in this matter? Do you feel in your own lives that there are a degree of men who just don't don't get it, just don't understand, don't seem to comprehend, like, you don't have to go into any personal details, of course, but, like, that men just don't understand, like, where the where the personal space ends and uh, that they're owed more than they deserve kind of uh, attitude that seems to be what a lot of this movie seems to tackle. Um, I've been fortunate uh, not to experience that, um, especially recently, but I still... I feel like because we're so connected and so online and, you know, there's a lot of technological advancement, even though you may not experience it personally and it may not be directly related to you, you can still, it, it still happens. See it happening you know? to other people. Yeah. Um, so I feel like there's still that level of understanding. Um, as a woman, I still can empathize and I still know how that might feel. Um, but as I say, I've, I've been fortunate not to actually experience it to that level. I think like, I think that's just an Irish kind of way of attitude in Ireland anyway, because Irish people don't have airs. We don't put on like mm. fake kind of faces. You kind of, you know what you're getting with an Irish person when you talk to them. That's like... And to, to be honest, I, I've, I've learned to pick up very, I pick up certain things relatively quickly when it comes to that kind of thing. Um, so I've learned to just shut off, shut and, it distance, off yeah. and distance myself from that kind of thing immediately. Um, but I feel that like, as you get older, that happens anyway, uh, regardless of your gender, regardless of who you are. Um, you, you so, stop yeah, giving I, a fuck. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> so yeah, I, as I say, I've, I've been pretty fortunate. Um, but I, I, I still know that it happens and I still see it happening. Um, it's just never been personal. Cool. Uh, Chevy. Um, for me, uh, it's, I mean, it's happened to me on maybe two or three occasions. Um, so it's something that for me, I know going into movies and you, you, shows you, you, and you, things like that. You can share as much or as little as you want. Um, uh, just FYI. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I just, I just don't want to kill the mood of the street. No, no, that's, this is, this <laughs> This is what we're about. We're here to talk about these serious subjects so, and actually give them like the proper respect that they deserve. So, so when it comes to that, um, you know, I, having the relationship of having a, a just a, a very terrible dynamic, and understanding the the feelings of pressure. It's it's happened to me different times um, throughout my life when I was younger. You know, I was abused um, by a family member, which is much more common than one would think. Um, and obviously that changed and shaped my worldview to a certain degree. And then as I got older and right around the time that I was in college, um, it happened again to a lesser extent. Um, and it always I never I, what I do want to say is I never want to say that it was um, that it's just men 
although that of might course, be yeah. the percentage, right? Um, it happens both ways, and it happens in such a um, alarming frequency, uh, only because there's a lot of things that up until recently we didn't understand or grasp that was not okay and was not um, appropriate in a sense. You know, it, it's happened a, a personal awareness of space uh, when it comes to, you know, like meeting people at a bar or having drinks with someone. Um, I think it's a really important conversation that we have now that because of having the internet and having forums and groups and stuff like that, that we're able to understand that, hey, maybe this is not okay approaching this this way anymore. I understand that up until like now or the decade or the last decade, we approached it this way, but how about we don't do that anymore? Because it's not, it's not conductive to what we want to do. It's not what we want to present. Um, and I mean, it's, it's happened in the most of innocuous of places. So for me, and I understand that for me personally, because of my own, actual experience with it I can never uh how do I say it I can never really separate myself from it so well, you, for sh me, you shouldn't have to uh. I, I, sh I shouldn't have to but I know that I, I never can and that at times you know my reaction might be a little bit more just I would say like either exaggerated or just much more uh like heavy than it would be to someone else who's either never experienced it or only knows the experience like uh had like you know two people removed or whatever um but i i enjoy that they because they very could have easily gone another direction with that scene specifically with harley and canary in the alleyway and they could have done the thing that i don't really like that authors and writers do where they make um, that trauma, the only characteristic of a female character. Yeah. And that's the only thing that they have to offer. Um, so I applaud them for that. For being I feel able like that's the whole identify. point of this, this movie. In fact, there's, there's yeah. more to Harley than just her trauma. There's more to her. She is a better person than that. And there is a life for her beyond uh, the shit that she went through. Definitely. And, and, I, and I enjoy that aspect because it's very... Um, Nice to see that even though, you know, there are shitty things that she's done, she still has a semblance of herself that she wants to go ahead and either be better for her own personal gain or for, you know, Cassandra in this case, or just to be just a little more her rather than being what is expected of her or what was presented to her, um, it's it's very enlightening. It's it's I mean it's difficult when it comes to scenes like that and stuff like that. It's always really hard to to navigate um, because it's one of those things where it can go really bad and it can go really wrong. Uh, an example of that being really wrong, which is totally off topic, but is the Game of Thrones scene with Sansa. Oh, that was boy, probably yeah. the Let, let's worst. not even go there. <laughs> that was probably the worst way to go about yeah. something like that. But yeah, I, I mean, it's just, it was impactful in the right kind of ways. And I never felt utterly, completely uncomfortable. I can, I can see why it would be, because it, I, I mean, it's supposed to be, it's not, 
it's not meant to make you feel happy. And it's and it's very unfortunately it's very realistic in its sense of, you know, you are just you could be easily trashed, you know, at a bar with friends and then separation happens mm-hmm. or two seconds go by and you know it doesn't matter if it's a man or a woman being a dick and being just vindictive or understanding that hey she obviously isn't all the way there regardless of whether or not she did that to herself that's not the point the point is is you have enough of your mental faculties to say i shouldn't be doing this and you're still choosing not to like you know where does that come into you I, I think at the end of the day, I think people. I think a lot of people were surprised. Like they don't want this movie because it tackles subjects that they don't want to think about, basically. And when they have to think about them and have to face them and have to discuss them, it makes them uncomfortable. So they just kind of try to dismiss it. I wish it could be that optimistic and thinking that that's what it is i honestly think that the biggest uh mistake and the biggest reason that people aren't watching it is one the idea that their expectation of it is it's suicide squad light no no, i'm not saying that's what people's expectation was i'm saying that's why people are trying to like hate on the movie specifically uh for those who did watch it that they're hating it because it makes them uncomfortable uh it could very well be I think we have basically covered everything we can uh, about this movie. We went through the whole checklist without even like deliberately intending to pretty much. Uh, I just looked over right there and I was like, have we covered anything? Yep. It's the whole thing's been covered indirectly. (laughs) Um, Do you have any final thoughts on the movie before we wrap this up? Pixie? I... I mean, you guys know what I thought of the movie. I loved it. Uh, Was it a feminist movie? Yes, it was a feminist movie, but it didn't... It didn't marginalise anyone as a result of that. Um, And uh, this ties back into what I was saying earlier. It was just celebrating women and women doing awesome things. And uh, what I would say to anyone watching is, if you haven't seen the movie and you're still here, go and see it. (laughs) Because I feel like you should really make your own opinion. Um, Definitely. Because it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Chevy. Um, I would probably say just as far as the movie is concerned, it definitely was a feminist movie. Very fantabulous agenda that it was pushing, which is just celebrating them. Them Mm -hmm. being awesome. Them standing on their own. How dare they. Doing you know, what it is that's best for them, regardless of whether or not that's taking the route that Harley takes or the route that they take as a birds of prey. I would say it's, it is a fun movie to watch. So mm-hmm. I, I would ignore the noise, regardless of whether you think it's good, bad, greatest movie ever, worst movie ever. Just if you were on the fence, you will enjoy yourself. Just sit there, watch it. It's colorful. It's fun. The soundtrack is great. I oh yeah. god, I, yeah, especially I the covers. The sound- <laughs> I love the soundtrack and I love the costuming. The way that you see the progress of it, how it goes with their individual personalities and everything. And 
you know, I, I find it funny that there's <laughs> this minority of people saying that it's them not being sexy or having an appeal in some kind of way, which is hilarious because, man, Canary uh, uh, with her dress is gorgeous and I need that she looks she looks good in everything um they're like oh she looks like she's wearing a paper bag and I'm like well she she sure as hell looks good in that paper bag absolutely stunning yeah Yeah, as as a hot-blooded male uh (laughs) I can tell you that I was certainly not disappointed by uh how things looked in this movie especially Renee Montoya Uh, (laughs) not many people look that good in a corset but she definitely pulled it off Uh, she did pull it off definitely i mean (laughs) being i am pansexual so for me it's Mm. everyone's all game and everyone just look gorgeous actually i'm going to the store or to the to a store later to go see if i can go find uh the uh i love her ending scene stuff which or well there's actually just too many costumes that i love from her her club one her ending scene one is absolutely gorgeous it gives me all the bowie prince vibes i could ever want uh, but her it's pretty good her, yeah and those those are comic suit. accurate too so yeah they're they're gorgeous and yeah. i i just don't understand how you could look at it and be like oh it's like not whatever it's it's, it's because she's not it's wearing hot pants a... with her ass hanging out and a but t-shirt she's wearing shorts that are pretty short actually well so... yeah for a normal person but they don't want normal persons they just want the sex doll on screen to look nice and uh they didn't get I mean, that I mean, like, I mean, she, she's looking pretty fine there. Yeah, she still looks great. <laughs> you know. I, so someone made a very good comment on my uh, Twitter, and they were like, you would have to use some very amazing camera trickery to make Margot Robbie look bad. Uh, she's stunning. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely stunning, yeah. it's. I definitely would just say, just please just watch the movie, because if if you were on the fence and you wanted to go watch it, go watch the movie, because... This is how you support. This yeah. is how they know that they did something right. We we get angry about movies not going our way and we don't go watch them. And, you know, we, we make our voices heard. But when a movie is good, right, when it's something we enjoy, we somehow decide to stay silent. We, you know, we're there just, okay, you know, it's it was good enough, but I won't mention it after that because I don't want to enjoy it i want people to enjoy the experience because i had fun i watched it twice once just laughing and enjoying what was happening on screen and i went a second time just to see things that i missed and i did miss things i missed little themes and little just ideas that i thought of as i was watching the movie a second time and i i think it's definitely worth a watch if you have any Mm -hmm. doubt that it's like suicide squad or any property it's not it's not that I can tell you that it's not that. As Even my... if you just enjoy movies, sorry, Michael. No. Even if you just enjoy movies and you're not really invested in the message that is being put out by it, like this ties into what you were saying. There's costumes, there's great music, the, the wide shots scenes, are amazing. Oh, yeah. The yeah. you know the 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 cinematography of this movie is absolutely gorgeous, and can I just say that uh, amusement parks and fun fairs are probably some of my favorite locations to ever like see um, <laughs> because they're so mile oh my god it looked yeah, amazing they're so fun and vibrant and i mean they, it, as i said it's just important to remember that this is a movie that you can still enjoy for 
what it is. Like it's 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 something that you can still turn your brain off for and enjoy for two hours. I, I'm I'm still a little amazed that she actually blew someone up with dynamite. I didn't actually expect her to do that. <laughs> it keeps going up here in the trailers, and I'm like, really? Did you you just taught a, tw- a fourteen year twelve year old whatever age she is to kill people with dynamite? Uh, but it's per- it's so perfectly blasé to her and. Cassandra's reaction is perfect. She she does it without question, and immediately she's like, "Oh my God, what did I? What just did I just do? do?" Yeah. She looks like she's on the verge of tears because she doesn't understand what it is that she was just roped into. <laughs> you know. I think that's how everyone feels when they spend five minutes with Harley. Is like, how the <laughs> hell did I get into this mess? Um, <laughs> my closing thoughts. Um, when I initially saw Marco Robbie back for even for suicide squad and i like looked up who she was and honestly all i saw was this like uh platinum blonde bombshell kind of woman who just seemed to do fairly like box standard roles and nothing that ever really stood out to me or i didn't even know who she was she probably is a big deal to some people but i didn't know who she was before uh the first suicide squad movie and why has she blown my expectations like that woman can she's Harley she's Harley Quinn in the same way that Heath Ledger is the Joker and Robert Downey Jr. is uh, Iron Man and any other number of examples of actors you can think of this Kelsey Grammer was beast that kind of, Patrick Stewart is Charles Xavier. There we go. Right. And yeah. the thing is, you can really tell. I mean, she she was a producer on this movie. You can really tell that she actually gives a shit about the character. Yeah. Like, she cares about Harley. And she, as you said, she is Harley at this point. Like, she, she you can very much tell that she holds the character very near and dear to her. And she wants to do all she can to make or yeah. to give her justice. There are physical mannerisms in like some of these trailer scenes that are literally just ripped straight out of the comic. They're just like, that is exactly how Harley would stand. That's the kind of level of detail that, that you guess uh, with this. And yeah, yeah, definitely. Eight out of ten for me. Slight pacing mm-hmm. issues. Saz was underused, but other than that, I thought it was uh, it was fantastic. The, the yeah, pacing. I think, I think with Ewan McGregor, I think it's a little hard because I think. Sometimes when you have like such big stars playing certain roles, (laughs) I think they they can either do one of two things. They either underperform or they get underused or they end up getting used too much because of the star power that they Mm. bring. And I feel like with him, they went too far the other way because they just didn't want him to kind of overtake I mean, I, I, I feel I loved him. I thought he chewed up yeah. the scenery in every scene he was in. I was like, I've never seen Ewan McGregor act like this. I've never <laughs> seen him like really like emote like yeah. I'm going to kill you. Like it was scary and intimidating. Uh, it, it, it was very creepy for sure. No, it definitely wasn't. If you, how dare you not know Margot Robbie before Suicide? I apologize. We, we, you, you, you can trust. Wall Street uh, is absolutely amazing she is just so i've heard my god she is she is she literally is that archetype that you say the you know just blonde pretty girl but man she just punches you with that role i i i fell in love with her in that movie i was like who is who is she i need to follow everything she does from now on because she is amazing yeah 
And that I is mean, how Chev fell in love with Margot, Margot Robbie. Yep, definitely. <laughs> Thank you, guys. This was very much a test, uh, doing these kind of relevant reviews exactly when a movie comes out. And I think this went amazing. Yeah, I had uh, a lot of fun. This has been a really good conversation. I'm really glad that we managed to have this conversation without it, like, being inflammatory or confrontational. And that's the kind of thing that I feel is missing from the internet. Mm. And that's exactly what we're doing. Thanks, folks, for tuning into this particular episode of Relevant Reviews. If you enjoyed the channel, you can find us on Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube at No Word Count, all the same address. If you would be interested in supporting the channel, the easiest way to do so at present is to drop a subscription on Twitch. It's $4.99 a month, and it gives you multiple different bonus rewards for doing so, including the ability to influence the topics and conversations of future episodes. Take care of yourselves. Stay beautiful.